Hey everyone, it's me, Allie Feller, and even without the familiar intro music, this, I assure you, is the Allie on the Run show. I wanted to pop in and take a few minutes today to talk about what's been on my mind for the last few days, and if I'm being honest with you and with myself, something that's been on my mind for at least the past year. I had a really hard week last week emotionally. I just couldn't turn things around. It's the constant ongoing heaviness of the world, the social isolation, the disruption from normal, the need to figure out if normal is or was even what I want it to be. Just, you know, the weight of the world. I know we all feel it right now, regardless of our circumstances, but I had a real pit in my stomach all weekend for a different reason. The kind you get when you know you're wrong. When you know you've made not one, but a series of mistakes. When you know that there's no one to blame, no defense to play. The pit in my stomach said, Allie, you've messed up. You've let a lot of people down. And now it's time to truly fess up and own it and start moving forward and doing better. That's where I'm at. So to go back in time a little bit. I grew up in Kentucky, New Hampshire. It's a small town. It's quaint. It's quiet. It's very quintessential New England. There's covered bridges and apple orchards. And it's very white. I graduated with 68 kids. All of them were white. The kids before me and after me, they were white too. When I graduated high school in 2003, there was one black family in our town. One. Racism was not something that we talked about in history class, sure, but racial injustices did not affect my town, I assumed, and I knew they didn't affect me. They still don't affect me. Many years later, I have grown up privileged and white and still, at 35 years old, largely uncomfortable discussing topics like racism. I preach constantly here about having an open mind and about being empathetic and being an ally and being a voice for marginalized groups. When I launched the Alley on the Run show in 2017, I was really passionate about this. I made sure one of my first guests was a person of color. I made sure the voices you heard from were people from many walks of life, people of color, transgender athletes, amputees. And I thought that by telling diverse stories, and I'm putting diverse in quotes there, I was like, okay, these are stories we don't hear about or talk about every day. So in my mind, I was providing a platform where people could learn and listen. But along the way, I really faltered. I stopped making sure that my lineup was actually diverse. I pursued stories I was interested in, stories that were inspiring, stories from big races and events or conversations with the athletes that everyone was talking about. And along the way, those stories were completely homogenous. And I would check in with myself. I'd look at my lineup and I'd recognize it and I'd say, okay, shit, I just had a long stretch of skinny white women talking about running a Boston qualifying time or an Olympic trials qualifying time. We know that running in itself is a predominantly white sport, but I told myself, oh, I'm better than that. I'll find the voices of color. I'll amplify them and share them. I know they're out there. We just need to hear from them. But why didn't I? Why did I keep defaulting to the stories from my Instagram feeds, the people I knew in real life? And the only answer I can come up with is I didn't do the work. Exactly one full year ago, almost to the day, 
I had Carolyn Sue on the Alley on the Run show, and I really encourage you to revisit episode 140 of the show. Carolyn is the creator of the Diverse We Run Instagram account. This was, I think, the first episode where I asked a lot of questions that I was genuinely curious about 140 episodes in. I let my guard down a little bit, and I finally asked about things like racism in running and about what I could do. And Carolyn, she's become a a dear friend of mine, and I'm so grateful for her. And she was really generous with both her time and her energy. She answered my question, but she also encouraged me to go and do the work to address my own unconscious biases, which I had never even heard about before we talked. I didn't know that was a thing. In my mind, I'm not racist, so we're good to go, right? I learned so much that day and have continued learning. Carolyn encouraged me to stop just following people who look like me on Instagram to learn more stories. So that's where I started. Since then, I've put out 95 episodes 15 included people of color. 15 out of 95. That is not great. That's not even good. That is pathetic. I spent a lot of time this weekend thinking about why, about why after one year ago, I had this really important conversation with Carolyn where I addressed my own insecurities. Why have I still fallen so short on my commitment to truly be an ally. And the only reason I could come up with there was that I haven't done the work and that I'm uncomfortable. And who am I, a 35-year-old white woman with privilege, to claim discomfort? Like, honestly, what am I afraid of? I know I'm not afraid of getting shot dead on the run by white supremacists. So how can I say that I'm uncomfortable discussing race? And look, I know many of us feel this way. Many white women in particular feel this way. I'm speaking for myself here, but I will say we because I'm going to guess that we are afraid of saying the wrong thing. I know I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing all the time. I'm afraid of asking the wrong question. That's something I should know. Like I should know that already. I'm afraid of asking something that comes across as unintentionally stupid or God forbid racist or ignorant, things I know I'm not, and I don't want to sound that way. I'm afraid of offending someone. I'm afraid that I, a white woman, shouldn't be talking about race at all because what the hell do I have to say about it? What do I know about it? And that's when I check myself because how many times did I just say I, I, I? It is not about me. It's not about me talking or saying anything. It's about listening and learning and taking it upon myself to read, to ask questions, but then to listen to the answers. So, okay, I'll feel a little uncomfortable from time to time. I might ask a dumb question. I might mess up publicly. I might, I'm telling you right now, I might ask a dumb question. Fine, because I would rather speak up and stand up and make those mistakes than say nothing. My reasons, my fears, my discomforts are bullshit. And today I am calling bullshit on myself. And I am truly and genuinely sorry and regretful for not doing more sooner. I know that apology comes too late for many. And I recognize that. And I'm sorry. I really am sorry. Over the weekend, I had a real 
gut check confronting my own role in the running industry. I very much enjoyed the excitement that comes with hosting the Alley on the Run show and with having a podcast in this space. I love the conversations, the guests, the live shows. I live for that. But with this platform comes a responsibility, and it's one that I don't think I've fully recognized or accepted. I look at news outlets as mainstream media, the television news, the news websites, and running specific outlets like Runner's World, for example. And I've never really lumped the Alley on the Run show into that specific category. I've always said, well, this is this is running entertainment. This is just for fun. And in doing so, I think all I did was let myself off the hook, which bullshit. I'm swearing a lot today. Hope you're not listening with your kids. The Alley on the Run show reaches thousands of runners every single day. If I want to step on a stage at the New York City Marathon, at the Olympic Trials, as Ally of the Alley on the Run show, I cannot in any good conscience say I'm there for fun and nothing more because I've been part of the problem. I have sat on stages flanked by white women, amazing women, don't get me wrong. And in the planning stages of these shows, I have said, we need voices of color on that stage. I've said it to myself. I've said it to organizers. And that does not matter because in many cases, you still saw an all-white cast of women in front of you. I did not follow through. I did not do the work. I've done 11 live shows. Five featured runners of color. Four, if you only count Meb once. That number is sobering and disappointing And honestly, I was counting up those numbers and cringing, and I am embarrassed. I have failed you. I have failed members of this community who don't feel seen or heard on this show. I've failed as an industry leader, and I've failed to follow through on promises to make this show inclusive and to be a true ally for people of color and for marginalized groups. So if you'll have it, this is my commitment and my promise. I will not participate in any more live shows consisting of all white panels. I will make sure that at every live event, diverse voices are represented and seen, or you will not see me on that stage at that event. No special series on the Alley on the Run show will consist of all white women. I am sorry that in the past I haven't been more vigilant about that. I tried, and I did not try hard enough, clearly, and it won't happen again, ever. Whether we're chatting about our careers, or hearing from experts, or chatting casually about love on the run, you will hear from women of color in every series. And week to week, I promise to regularly feature diverse voices on the show. I promise to do the work. I am committed to using my privilege, my community, and my platform for good because this community is amazing. We are thousands strong. We are good, kind people, and I know we all want to do better. I know a lot of us probably think racism isn't a problem in our country because it hasn't affected us personally and directly. I also know that the vast majority of Ally on the Run show listeners right now are white women. That's why I want to be a better leader. I used to think that as a white woman, I should sit down and shut up when it comes to racism. And I was really wrong. White men and women 
we are the ones who need to raise our voices and join these conversations and listen. We need to listen and learn and take the responsibility of educating ourselves really seriously. We can't scream that we aren't racist, which I know we aren't, and then jump in and join a social media movement once a year. A hashtag is fine. It's a nice place to start, especially if taking that one step gets you out of your comfort zone just a little bit. But let's keep doing more and let's stay uncomfortable because it's 2020 and people of color are getting shot dead for running. Ahmad Arbery was shot dead by two white men while running. He died unjustly, so unjustly, and his killers for nearly two months walked free. It is racism. It is in our country. It is 2020. I know it's hard to imagine. If you haven't yet, just let that sink in a little bit. Going for a run with the fear that you might die, being unarmed with nothing to protect yourself, just going for a run, and that being your last run ever. And then having your murderers walk free because of the color of their skin. The injustice is heart-wrenching. It's a word I keep coming back to when I think about Ahmad. is just heart-wrenching and unfair and appalling and devastating. It was shocking news to me when I finally heard about it, which was weeks after it happened. But I know that for many people of color, it wasn't shocking. It's a really scary reality that they live with every day, and I can't and will never be able to speak on what it's like to live as a person of color in 2020 where this is that reality, but I am here to say that I will do my part and I will stand up. I know that I need to do my part because standing by idly in silence is being complicit. Not sharing all the stories of runners in our community, that's honestly just ignorant of me. And that makes me part of the problem, and I refuse to keep being part of the problem. So my promise to you, I can do better, I will do better, and I'm sorry. I love you. I look forward to seeing you here on Thursday. We're going to be talking about mental health since May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And we're going to keep having fun around here. We're going to grow this community. We're going to make sure that everyone knows that they are welcome here, that we want to hear all voices. And I encourage you, my fellow runners, especially my fellow running journalists, my fellow running podcasters, to do the same. I know that you will. Thank you truly for joining me on the run.